In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. Um, I really think that in Bedazzled, what's, uh, Elizabeth Hurley, mm-hmm. Bedazzled oh, was a yes. very interesting take. Oh, I forgot take, about that. But a very neat take on it. She yeah. was she was the, I'll give you whatever you want, but it always goes badly. And I like that yeah. concept. Yeah, that was yeah, a, yeah. So in games like these, I really like the idea of magic having a cost. You can heal somebody, but... What is that doing to somebody else? You're taking somebody else's health. But that's not magic. That's alchemy. <laughs> but whatever the case, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just like, hey, having this thing where, especially if you're aware that there's a cost involved, we don't do that in this game, obviously. Well, okay, we I sort mean, of. Somewhat. We sort when of. I, I, my stone true. singing gives, makes me exhausted. Yeah. And um, yeah, and of course, if I use like go all out or whatever, I well, I used to just completely passed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, used to, I wasn't used to it, but now I, I get very tired and. We had one battle somewhat recently. I think it was with Catherine where like we went all out and I was dried up and then I did pass out again. That you, was, were, like, as saying, you were all dried out after the last battle at the end of season five. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. And you yeah. dug into your hit points to get some side points so that you could. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of times fairly recently. Yeah. Well, a couple of things that has been, I know this is a little table talking, yeah. um, you know, difficult to kind of move forward with some of the things that a rogue can do at the levels at which I have are a little hampered because Sekhmet still doesn't know mm-hmm. much about the music thing, but uh, or the, 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 the magic slash music thing. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys have got things that protect yourselves from this. We haven't really explored this, but both of your characters have things that keep the negative impacts from hitting you immediately mm-hmm. by having the stones. Um, Sekhmet can do a couple of things that he's learning how to do, but the, he, he's always kind of running into some of those things. But we still have not had the... The talk. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had the talk. Yeah, we haven't had the talk. <laughs> I mean, so I, Sekhmet, I, you're getting older. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I have Your a star body's stone. changing. Like, yeah. I, I, that's why I asked, I think, I think either... Like last episode or the episode before, I asked if he had a star stone, and you said no. You, well, no, he well, didn't say no. They're like, as far as you know, he doesn't. Okay, okay. But he can hear the music. So I, I kept, I kept. He's got to have a star. He's got to have a I star. I kept stone shooting somewhere. you meaningful glances, and you were like, looking through your faces. I'm like, dude, are you listening to this? He's telling us that he hears music and that he has always heard music when he does magic. So he's got one. What if he doesn't have a belly button? He just has like a star <laughs> stone. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> talking about my body changing. All that. Talking about belly buttons. <laughs> So yeah, so moving moving kind of forward with that, and and you were you you were saying that you wanted there to be kind of a cost that comes along uh, with magic, and I think that while you're saying that's not like the biggest part of this game, there is that undercurrent that has gone along with this since magic has been broken and altered and warped, and people can't use it well, and when they do, there's you know there's issues with it, but. I think that makes it for a different kind of a play Uh, because sometimes in games like these, you have characters who it just becomes the the catch all. They're like, well, I'll just do a spell about it. Yeah. Yeah. There, I, I like this one because, and a lot of other games focus so much on like, let's get to, let's get to battle, let's battle, let's battle, but there's no substance to the actual game. There's no character, true character development. That's why I like this game. Because we have characters that have depth and 
we just can't willy nilly like ah, oh, just use magic missile. It hits all the time, and and you know what I mean. It just yeah, it's it's. I think it's different. I appreciate that. And I don't like. See, I I consume a fair bit of kind of meta talk about the game because I'm interested in the way that different people approach the game, which is very different from how I think about it. And the kind of the min-max or the the multi-class, the very cynical approach. Does, does it make mm-hmm. is cynical the right word? Does it make sense? You're like, well, if I have three if I have three levels in this, I'm not just go dip yeah. over here for yeah, two yeah, levels. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a meta approach. Yeah. You're, you're and I, more focused on mechanics than you are. And I just in. why would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. That seems something that's what some people want out of the game. They want to be successful through things that they can do with their characters that they can't do in real life. It so, feels yeah. a lot like Nintendo speedrunning. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, and I'm not yeah. trying to be mean, yeah. but the, but so the, so my approach has never been like that. I don't know how well I would survive in, in a game that was kind of thought that way. That's not just not the way I play video games either. I mean, it, yeah. it's yeah. when well, I remember playing Gran Turismo and and, and <laughs> if someone found a loophole in the game, they would do that. It's like, no, if I get my car up to a certain speed and I hit this, if I hit this wall at this thing, it, it rockets me across here and I can do. <laughs> right. But the car would be blown up. Well, yeah. The game doesn't care. Yeah. Okay. But sure. Yeah, it takes right. something away. It does. There's. There has to be at least some suspension of disbelief when you're playing something like an RPG. Just because you can um, exploit a loophole doesn't mean that's always... I, I don't know. It's not very fun. Please I, quote I, Jeff fun. Goldblum. Yes, I'm not in, in Jurassic Park. You, like, were so, you were so preoccupied by whether, whether, could he, whether, whether they should. <laughs> and of course, I just messed it all up. No, oh, so yeah, good. butchered it. Yeah, but the, still, but that, that idea is there. Why would you make it so cynical? I just don't know why you would play that cynically. Maybe you can find a structure that is the the beat all structure. Mm. But at that point, just play Magic: The Gathering. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> different. People come to the game for different reasons, and. Some people just want to feel, you know, I'm winning and that's nothing wrong with that. Uh, That's one of the challenges that DMs face is knowing your players and then trying to provide a a game in an environment that caters to the things that they want to get. And so as a growing DM myself, trying to learn how to balance those things so that everyone comes away feeling fulfilled Mm. uh, is an important part of it. Mm. So there's a quote in E.T. when the boys are playing a D&D type game mm-hmm. and the mom comes in and she's standing there. She's like, so who's winning? And the guy goes, it's, it's, it's like life. You don't win at life. And I always thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. And now here you are. Yep. Not winning, Not at, winning life. at life. <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to tell me something, Brett? <laughs> I, I do think that you should turn this game into a book. I, like, I, I think we've developed the characters enough to give you a jumping off point to actually write our adventure, I don't know, as maybe a couple of books or something like that. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it could be fun. Uh, we're starting with the wiki, though, and just trying to get it And that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense, because that'll help out. Well, speaking of magic and all the talk we've done about that, our question today comes from Bluefire on Discord. Who would be the most likely to become a full-blown spellcaster, and why? I think it'd probably be me. Probably. That's, that was my first thought, but that's not necessarily the case. I mean, well, it certainly wouldn't be Tira, I don't think. She's much more hands-on mm-hmm. and wants to muscle things into being. 
she certainly has been grateful for the magic on the team mm -hmm. because it does what she can't, but I don't think she, I think she's happy with her part in it. But yeah, it would certainly be one of those two, uh, but I think Bash would be m more likely just because he is, as he has been discovering his ability to do magic, he uses it much more naturally and turns mm -hmm. to it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it not only in battle, but like we just saw in the last episode, you know, just to help wake the guy up out yeah. of his depression. Mm -hmm. He's, mm -hmm. you know, kind of dips in where it's appropriate, and I think he would really. Now, if Peter was still here, likely mm -hmm. Peter. Yeah, yeah, it would not be Thump. I can guarantee yeah. that, and maybe Second, because yeah, you're, you're starting to head towards some of the magical aspects of the rogue. What is it? arcane trickster but there's a there's an interplay between the two things mm -hmm. it is it is very use whatever is at hand um and that is both the way that i think about segment that he does not prefer one or the other he prefers the thing that works the very best at that time yeah i think that's accurate so yeah i guess consensus at the table is that womber bash is probably the closest to being on track for that do you have a why well, it's tough for me because uh, a lot of the times that he does use it, Wamberbash uses it, it's not necessarily intentional. It's more out of instinct. Mm -hmm. I think if he was a different type of character, someone who wasn't um, recluse and just it's essentially the, a mind of like a 12 or 13-year-old boy, I think he probably would look, analyze his abilities and maybe use them more of like a you know full-on wizard or, or whatever, but... It's 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 his reaction to the world around him that that allows him to, and he just, he uses it all the time. As Tira said, like that's my that's my thing. Is uh, I mean, I do have my panabis, and and I've used that a bunch, but from a physical weapons perspective, I'm the least at that, and I'm doing most things with some type of magic. So mm -hmm. that that's why. Okay, well, stackers, do you have other thoughts? Do you see someone else becoming a full blown spellcaster for the group? Share your thoughts with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at Stack of Dice. Email us at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. You can find us on Discord. We'd love to see you there. And as we've mentioned in the past, we have a coffee page. So if you're interested in throwing a few dollars our way, it will help to work toward a new soundboard. We're, that's our big thing that we're working on right now because we're starting to hear some little crackles and things. Uh, so, And we've had this for five years plus, so it's probably about time these things wear out so and dropped if, a couple times yeah well, no no i've been very careful <laughs> with it <laughs> but we have moved it around some and uh you know it's electronic so it's bound to wear out at some point with all that said hello stackers thank you for joining us around our table as we continue our ongoing fifth edition DD &D adventure i am rhett the dm and with me is meredith as tira ironstag michael as womber bash benson mum and jeremy is segment bloodsick who's ready to tell a story i am definitely we are Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. The tree has burst through the ceiling. There was a hole in the ceiling to begin with, but it has grown through that. You hear the roar of the distant crowd outside. Thump steps forward toward the pot in the middle of the room, and he reaches out his hand to you, Tira. Oh, 
Tira will look up into his face somewhat quizzically and then with a more knowing, like dawning comprehension, will take his hand and then extend a hand to Bash. And then the pot shakes and the tree begins to lift out of it. At first, the dirt, the soil holds to the roots, but then with a gentle shake, the tree begins to turn gently, revolving around its trunk and then faster and then the dirt begins to drop down into the pot until it's just the roots. And then almost as though an invisible lathe were acting on it, it begins to diminish in width, in thickness, until you are left with a gleaming white haft. So I walk slowly up to the chieftain and I'll look to him in his eyes and I'll take his hand and I'll join his hand to his daughter's hand. And I'll say, Chief, You need to take care of your family. This world that you're in splinters and flies apart, and suddenly you're standing back in front of the chief who stirs, and you find that actual Wamurbash has taken Hild's hand and the father's hand and joined them together, and he turns his head to stare at his daughter. He looks her deep in the eyes, and he says, Hild? As you return to your room, your minds are still a whirl from the events of the Great Hall. Viscarl coming to his senses. Hild collapsing in tears at his feet. Him grasping the haft of the spear and holding it aloft in that blue light of that dim room. And just remembering, seeing it almost to glow with a white light in that darkness. As he stands straight, his eyes gleaming with intelligence once again. And then the confusion of the hallways in this building, you're never gonna get the hang of it, you feel. But here you are back in the hypocaust room where the floor is warm underfoot. The tubs are empty at this point, but there is food laid out on the tables and you have a chance to relax through the night and through much of the next day. So how are you going to occupy your time? Tira didn't eat a whole lot the night before. Um, out of exhaustion. She was more concerned about getting cleaned up, cleaning Mm -hmm. up her wounds, binding Mm -hmm. up her wounds, had a little bit to eat, went back and tried to read, but fell asleep on the book and is very eager to get back to her book of muscles. So she's going to stuff her face, now suddenly realizing, I am super hungry. (laughs) Mm, Try some of this. Right here, it's just good. Oh, wow, that's so amazing. Well, this is swine. Like all day long in its own juices and stuff yeah. like that. It's amazing. But there's these f- these these berries that are sweet on the initial bite, but they have a tartness. And I don't know mm. what, I mean, Womber Bash can't get enough Is of these bad boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just tearing these bad boys yeah. up and it goes good with the pork. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Mm. You're not kidding, Bash. That's amazing. Mm. It's so good. And so she stuffs her face and feels comfortably full, but she's very alert after such a long nap. She just takes the plate and from you while we're Yeah, give, give it here. <laughs> that, that, that'll actually provoke, provoke mass to violence. <laughs> Draw and back a bloody retreat- nub. <laughs> and then retreats to her room where she finds the book that laying open on the pillow. Oh, my goodness. I forgot. Where, where was I? Where was I? And she opens it up to find... Yoga, brill or bust. What does that mean? And you settle down with the book. I do. I can see you sitting on the bed with your legs crossed and Mm -hmm. a plate next to you. And you're just blindly reaching for food and Mm -hmm. jamming it in your mouth as you turn the pages. And we'll have a few more titles to throw at you through your time here. Segment, what are you up to? 
Well, Sekhmet's going to be doing kind of two things. Um, one, he has a thorn uh, that he took from the side of the pit with yes. the thorns yeah. in front of him. Right. Um, Sekhmet has since had a, a kind of a rag wrapped around the thicker end of it. Mm-hmm. And so what he is doing is um, is working to make it so that as he wraps more cloths around it and kind of gets more like leather pieces as, as he kind of runs across, you know, digging through his bags of costumes, he's got strips of cloth and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, he is trying to make it so that it feels like there's a more of a, a reliable handle on this thing because that thing was incredibly long and sharp and so he's going to work to turn this thorn into something that can be stabby if he needs it to be okay Uh, keep that coming and we'll make it uh, a modified type of dagger so it'll be a piercing weapon when the time comes and we'll have to come up with some stats for it but i like the idea yeah neat so so he's going to be working on that and at the same time he's also trying to do everything he can to think about the the way that the music works, the tunes, he doesn't know how to write music. Um, he only knows how to copy people's handwriting. He doesn't ever write anything on his own. He's never penned anything. Um, but he is trying to think about what it would feel like to remember a tune and then write that down. Mm. So there's lots of the tunes, and you think about the, the drum beats that were a part of it. There were these different kinds of uh, it it felt like the music in the square but it it wasn't the same thing it was yeah. like you could think of a particular instrument yeah. definite elements that you have never heard before it, it right it's it's not like he could identify okay that's what uh, the normal drummers sound like or that's what the man with the lute sounds like uh, he has been around those things but this is a clearer and straighter kind of thing and so he's doing a lot of considering the way that music feels in his head and how he would express that if he was communicating it or, or recording it. And maybe thinking about the, it was a strangely communal experience, like all of a sudden all of us could hear it and it accomplished a thing very intentionally, which had never really been your experience of music well, he's before. Never been around, kind of, yeah. He's never been around people or did anything collaboratively. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. been completely on Collaborative, his own. Collaborative, that's, yeah. yeah. Um, it, he, you know, he ran, Sekhmet ran away from a, a time in slavery. And since then, it's been him against the world. He didn't like anyone, had no allies, except for the people that he fooled into being his allies for a short time. So this is the first time he's ever thought about how to communicate with other people for a common goal but also how that works. And he doesn't really know how to separate the two ideas. I'm working with these people and we're able to get more done together. But further than that, we were able to do things that were outside of just focusing or just touching stuff Mm. and more of that got done. And there was this, so he doesn't really know how to separate the people he's with from the things that he's seeing, but he's thinking about it. Okay. Meanwhile, Thump has taken off his surcoat and it's stretched out on the bed and he's basically just arranging everything. All of his things, he's taking this time to make sure that his swords are sharpened so every now and then you'll hear the rasp of uh, whetstone sliding along the blade of his greatsword. He's making sure there's no obvious blemishes on his various garments. His uh, various things are 
laid out and there's a very heavy smell of baking bread drifting out of his room and out into that central room where Bash continues to stuff his face with everything within reach. I just realized that we're going to turn into the Muppet band at Dr. Teeth and, and Electric Mayhem. And I'm like predominantly the drums, so I'm animal. Animal. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of fits. That's a question for another time. Yeah, yeah. Janice over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes! That's right. Let's hear it. Let's Thank hear you. It. You see, Kermit, it's like this. I have to go to work all day. <laughs> Dr. Teeth. Are you Dr. Teeth? Uh, with the hat and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's gold tooth. Yep. Okay. Another title drifts by there, Tira. Tough enough. Drop the fluff by getting buff. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Renaissance man. How Dieter Darkhand is redefining what it means to be Next. a man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to read it. <laughs> yeah, there are some interesting pictures there. Ooh. <laughs> Tira and Dieter. Teeter. Are you serious? That, 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 that shit yeah, has been made already. Celebrity people. named Teeter. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Okay. Yeah, it is just lovely. You are not, you, in fact. This is like the first time a in a while crazy. we've had a whole day to mm-hmm. just. So it's at night now. No, it's. No, we're... It, it's, well, yeah, when you first get to the room, it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. But I mean, some of you have drifted off the eating, the reading and all that stuff. Throughout the night, outside your room, you do continue to hear the occasional horn blast. And in fact, um, as you approached your room to enter it, there were a couple of, of servants, house servants, that were walking by carrying large armfuls of kindling and other kinds of flammable materials. And they were talking about, Tira, you could understand them, mm-hmm. uh, loading up one of the beacon baskets. So they are getting the word out far and wide. And through the night, you hear commotion outside. It's distant. Uh, This room is very well insulated. It's something of an interior room to the building. And so uh, it's isolated from the outside activity. But you can definitely still hear activity. Womberbash is knocked out at this point. I think Mm -hmm. he's just asleep. Yeah, because I did kind of wake him up prematurely. Yes, you did. Uh, Segment's going to uh, sneak out of his room, sneak by the food table, grab a, a thing. He doesn't even look at it very much. He's going to eat it later. He's gonna it's stuff, a gizzard. Yep. Yeah, he's going to stuff it in his cloak. He'll <laughs> eat it later. But he wants to knock on, on Tira's door. What is it? Who is it? Uh, I have a question, and perhaps you can enlighten me. What? The people with the emblem who showed you such great hostility. I feel it is dangerous for I obviously Womberbash knows about them. Um, what is the history there? What should we be worried about? Um, you asked if I was on board. Share with me what I need to know. Tira is highly discomfited to be asked this question. It's something she'd rather not think about, but reluctantly uh, makes note of the page, dog ears it, closes the book, and, and sets it aside. Monster. I was going to say, you just disrespected the author. Oh, grief. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dieter. It was the Dieter section. Yeah, yeah so. she's like, rip the <laughs> page. <laughs> she, like, like, she actually ripped the corner off. <laughs> ripped the corner off. That'll tell me where it was. Um, sets the book down. I suppose if you are going to be with us long term, and seeing as you can do magic too. Uh-huh. Just just listen. Listening. Shut up! I know. And listen to me. Yeah. 
you should know, not too long ago, our travels took us back to my home. And we, we, were, we were just checking in to see if they were all right. There, much of the town had been destroyed. But we found my people, the rest of the dwarves, back in our first home after our delve collapse. There, there's more to that story, but it, it all seemed fine. My father greeted us warmly. The people were happy to see us. But then it all turned wrong. He, he's been twisted he's by fear, and he, he, he tried to imprison us. He, he turned on me. We were able to escape that room, but as we were making our way out, we saw him. How many dwarves were down there? Was it, it wasn't all of them, right? It wasn't all of them, and it wasn't all dwarves. As we were making our way out to, to get back to the ship, we came across my father holding a meeting. And it wasn't just the dwarves of the Delve. There, there were people. There were humans. There were people I didn't recognize. But that emblem, and Tira squinches her eyes shut as if she's envisioning it in her mind, and it's a very painful memory. The, that, one, that, the one that looks like a gear. The and gear. A, a fist and the spur. Gear and a spur. And the fist. <laughs> but that was that. Wasn't there something else that? Oh, the the there was something else we were talking about. We kept calling it like the fist or the ankle or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, it was yeah. Uh, the, the shackle breakers. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the ankle biters. The ankle biters. <laughs> shackle breakers or shackle biters. Yeah, um, and we um, couldn't quite figure out. Couldn't. What it, was quite, it changed every time yeah. we but said it. But it literally, so the gear and the spur. Yeah. All right, right. Yeah, that. I'll have to show you a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he made a rough mock-up. That emblem of the gear and the spur together. It was a flag flying in the hall, and and my father was saying all kinds of awful, hateful things, and they were blaming everything wrong in the world on magic. So this is your father's group? I don't know if he started it. Maybe. He certainly was heading up that discussion at, at home. They're afraid. People don't understand that what is going on has a, a better purpose. All they see is the ones who are doing it wrong. And so they're blaming the evils of the world on the evil. And, and they're not giving us, they didn't give us a chance even to explain. And we ended up having to flee under attack. It was horrible. So these people are after you specifically because of the music that plays in your head? I, yeah, I think they're after anybody who, who displays an ability for magic. That's... That's almost everyone we've come across, everywhere we've been. We were we were attacked, uh, we were attacked by the eel, and he was able to do things without his hands that w- were frightening. We saw a pillar, and there were people on the pillar that came up. There have been things that have been around you and your work that cannot be explained. Do they plan to snuff all of them out? Are they going to take on people like the eel or more powerful? I don't know. I think the problem is these things weren't always around. I mean, have you always been hearing this music? Have you always been doing these things? I've always been able... These were things I learned so that I could survive. I, I learned that I could make candles start or stop. I learned that I could uh, make myself look different, but that was only out of desperation. It was only because I was being hunted by the people who wanted to put me back back in chains. Well, Wumberbash and Peter and I only got these abilities 
when we met the stag and he gave us... Peter was one of your companions. Yes. I guess we've never mentioned his name before now to you. He's gone, but we got our abilities from the stag. He gave us pieces of the star stone that, that, that fractured. There's a good grief. There's a lot that you don't know. Like I almost said good night. <laughs> <laughs> it was like two weeks ago. It was forever. You should have said good night and then you instantly fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, you talk, you're talking about like this thing that happened with your father. You talk about it this being the, and I was like, yeah. so like a week ago, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not too long ago is in 48 hours. <laughs> These abilities only began for us when we met this stag, the great stag. And he gave us pieces of the star stone. But has anyone given you something like that? Not, not to my knowledge. Then how can I've you never, do these things? I, if you... Music is in everyone. If this is an internal music that everyone has in them because of, they exist in this world, then maybe what you're doing is not new, but is learning about something that is in everyone. Everyone makes music. You don't have to be taught it. And this is so closely tied to the music that sits in the back of your brain. Surely what needs to be happening is not people being given something, but reminded of something. Tira is staring unblinkingly into Sekhmet's face is just stunned at his intuitive understanding of what is going on and how she's been thinking of it so mechanically. It was given to us, and, and we've been given this, this mission. We were, we were commissioned by the stag, and it was our job, and you're just like a tag-along. And suddenly he is displaying this more natural understanding and tying it together, and she sits back on the pillow. We didn't figure out the tree the tree told us what we had to do. I'm glad that Thump was able to hear it a little bit better than we were. There are things we didn't plan to come to this place and choose to be the people of prophecy. These things are not things that we figure out, but these are things that are going on around us that we are supposed to follow. I can't believe I never thought of it that way. It seems so obvious when you say it. I think I love you, Sinbad. No! Stop it! Man, like, Tira gets around. (laughs) She loves everybody. This is the the perennial plight of the extrovert. Everyone you talk to thinks you're flirting with them. I'm not not into short girls. Um, (laughs) I want to know what love is. Oh, my word. Hang on. Bash, I've never assumed has figured out anything. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> At all. <laughs> he lives on instinct and instinct alone. And that gives me hope for everyone. If Bash can figure out something deeper about humanity, <laughs> he can even he can do it. I mean, <laughs> then, yeah, maybe, it will, maybe it'll work. Tira is, mulls this over and. Again, just is just this new, I this new way of thinking about the mission is it's just bowling her over. But in thinking about her father, well, I certainly hope that that's true. 
and that maybe this music can awaken in my father and others like him who are afraid. People who are still shackled by their fear. Yeah. Freeing people seems to be the only thing that we know how to do anymore. I mean, you have to understand, my father had been through terrible traumas, much like the chieftain. She's eager to kind of explain and defend, but at the same time... At the same time, Wamberbash woke him up by freeing him from being trapped in grief. Through the door. (laughs) (laughs) And not because he figured it out. (laughs) Yeah, and it just came to him. (laughs) He just looks like... Yeah. (laughs) And I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now let's go put Walmer Bash's hand in a glass of warm water Why <laughs> exactly. he needs the help I know he does. <laughs> Outside your room you hear the sound of a large group of people moving by And then silence again Oh like out in the hallway Yep Okay It sounds like they're really This We're coming up on like late morning Uh, It's well into the night, it's okay. probably maybe two or three in the morning. Okay. You, you've kind of dozed in and out. You've had I've food. I've been reading this whole time, but She's yeah. been reading. Uh, and in fact, uh, as you approach the end of your 48 hours. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's good. The last title. Okay. Swims before your eyes. Work out with boulders because you don't have time to hear a sissy fuss. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe, I'm ashamed I laughed at that. <laughs> I'm uh, leaving you. Sekhmet's going to, he's going to swing by the table again and grab something on the way out because mm-hmm. she, uh, she looked at the book and was, ooh, and yeah, hey. he, he's yeah. not going to interrupt her reading anymore. And as you turn the page, there's more text, but somehow it seems to have lost its savor. The grip of the book is just not quite what it once was. Huh. Well, I think, that's, I think that's enough for now. Wow, my head is just so full of information. My, my, so <laughs> the weird. first time I've read a book. It's yeah. amazing. First time for you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we cannot take you anywhere. We got to cut you so no, much. I'm just quoting the Ballad of Buster yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure. There's a ripping sound. Your shirt has split along the seams. Glad Sekhmet ran. <laughs> Is she going to become a regular-sized human? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hey, real-life boy. I'm a real-life boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait. Man. Are we doing that? <laughs> no. <laughs> She says, get out of my way. <laughs> there is a mirror in your room. And as you glance over to maybe see what that sound might have been, you see that your shirt has split along the arm sleeve. Your arms are bigger than they were yesterday. What? And she puts a hand on her. Oh, it's for, you almost for cut the yourself. next hour. <laughs> for the next yeah, yeah. hour. She's, she's like, she's posing. She's taking selfies, <laughs> posting them to like Instagram. Make poses with me. <laughs> she, she comes sauntering out into the common room. You have the physique of Atlas. Uh, yeah, you are noticing bumps and uh, like hard spots that you did uh-huh. not have before. She is looking in the mirror. She's running her hand along the arms. Along her face, her shoulders, and is just cannot believe. I'm trying to think. I don't want to damage anything, but I mean, she punches the bed to see. If no, she no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, what? 
what were some of the items in the room? I look around, pieces of furniture, other items. Uh, there's a dresser. There's a night table next to your bed. There's the bed frame itself. Uh, there's perhaps a little basket next to the bed that had some parchments in it. And I imagine those furniture is made out of like a nice heavy wood, obviously, uh, right? Yeah, and there is kindling in a uh-huh. fireplace or in a little stove in the room. I'm just trying to think, because nothing in here sounds like something that she hasn't lifted before. I mean, there was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there was, there was that time when we were, we were escaping with Farron and I like moved to bed so that we could tie stuff around it to get out the window. Mm, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of something that she hasn't, there are the be. copper tubs out in the room. <gasps> Bam. All right. Looking, she's looking around the room and she doesn't see anything particularly that she would consider a, a, a huge challenge beyond what she had could have done before. She walks out into the main room. No one else is in there for now, but you said the tubs are now empty. Yeah. Tira walks over to the tub. You said it was copper? Yeah. Solid? Solid. Pretty thick? Yep. She's going to walk up to the edge of one and place both hands on the rim and... And try to, yeah, and try to roll it. Let's don't yeah. break it. That's it, an athletics check, isn't it? It rolls easily under your hands. It rolls easily under my hands. So then she's gonna put one hand on either side. How, how wide is it, or long? Like, could uh, she get? It's a, about four feet long. Yeah, okay. Basically, when you when you it's sit like, on it, <laughs> it's about eighteen feet long. <laughs> uh, so if, if a human sitting in it, like if if uh, Walmer Bash were to be in this tub, his knees would be scrunched up. But right. If he wanted, he could sink below the water. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna get down, get in a wide stance, put her hand under as wide as she can to get it on either side, and uh, attempt to lift it. Lift it. easily. What? Bash! Come look at this. You probably don't notice. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm still. I'm still deep inside. Yeah. I'm deep she lifts it above her head Take and the just. Take the room. <laughs> yeah. Lifts it above her head. Yeah. All right, look alive, people. Sorry, that's something else. Lifts it above her head and just laughs out loud. Lets it crash down to the floor. It falls with a, an atrocious clang and uh, tips over on its side. You probably could have lifted too. Your strength is now twenty-two. <laughs> what? That, hey, does that that means her that means her um yep, thing is, is six now, stat, right? Yeah, plus six two instead of plus five. Is that? Yep. Th- yep. Mm-hmm. She looks like her. <laughs> and your weapon stats go up. Your two hit and your damage okay. all go up by one. That's so the crazy. damage. T- okay, so everything is plus. So it's now it's plus. So the fancy axe is now one d twelve plus seven. Oh. <laughs> Regular great axes, 1d12 plus 6. Uh, do the same, does it work for the bows as well? No, that's dexterity. Okay. Oh, my word. Alrighty. All right, so fancy axe now has an attack bonus of 12. Oh, my goodness. Great axe of 11. To hit, huh? To hit. And then once I hit, they are 1d12 plus 7 and 6, respectively. So Tira is out there flexing and posing and hurling <laughs> Throwing things, things yeah. around, yeah. Would you say it's like three in the morning by now? Or? Uh, basically daybreak outside. Okay, nice. Uh, and you awaken to a clanging sound of a metal tub being hurled in the room. <sighs> Thump comes out and just stands there looking at you blankly. <laughs> no smell, no nothing, just sitting yep. there. Okay. I, just I a thought dead you were stare. ugly before. Aww. <laughs> He's a dragon. That's true. 
Bash just kind of like ignores her and walks over yeah. to the table and <laughs> yeah. grabs some other. Big day for Tyr, yeah. but nobody Food else has really been replenished through the night. So it's again just that breakfast spread that you've come mm. to know and love. <laughs> and Sekhmet, anything? I drag his little pile of bones from the things, the food he's been sneaking into his room and eating quietly. Uh-huh. He's going to like quietly shove under the table and grab a few more things to uh, to kind of munch on, but not really make it look like he's eating. Mm. Yeah. And there's a tap at your door. Come in. One of the servants comes in and bows because she sees you standing there. And she does not know that you understand her. So she <sighs> gestures at the door. Can she speak it? I can't speak it. I can understand it. Right? I don't know. Try. I guess I should try. You're like, <laughs> like no, wrong, wrong language. <laughs> wrong one. Still have it. No, but you that, have to do the no that's Finch whistle. Huh? Yeah, but you that. have to do the accent. <laughs> oh, she, she's like, she can't understand me. me. You don't want me to do the accent. <laughs> um, as she said, she just gestures to the door. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, is Hild looking for us? And then she says, would you like to accompany me? Tara looks around. Everybody ready to go? I think they're waiting for us outside. Yeah. Did she say something to you? She asked if we were if we were wanted to accompany her. Didn't you hear? We are not speaking I, quietly. I heard her make sounds. That's not sounds I know. Let me get my stuff. Yet yeah, I understood her. Did I speak in her language? I so you have to react to that too, I guess. <laughs> You know how to speak Harvstarish? <laughs> no. Rindish. Hmm? Rindish. Not that you know that. No, yeah. I wouldn't know that. No, 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 I intentionally, because I know the place is hard to totter. Hard is where we are. Hard and sturdy. So you're able to speak hard and dark and bargain? Hurdy boo. Yeah, right. No. Well, you made the same sounds that she did, and I'm, I listen, and I haven't been able to pick it up yet. Bash? Wash walks past him and grabs a couple of loaves of bread and stuffs them in his bag. Bash, did, I, did you hear me speaking her language? With apologies, I will wait outside while you prepare. And in just a moment, we'll be right there. She said it again, or she said more things. She said she was going to wait outside for us. I understood her. That's, that makes one of us. Bash walks past him and follows her outside. <laughs> he is so <laughs> Bash, hard as to you impress. step out in the hallway, uh, you see lots of people uh, moving around. Many of them, it seemed like a small staff when you were here before. Sven, Hild, maybe some of the few servants that came through, maybe five servants or so. But now you're seeing people who look like they're wearing traveling clothes. You see uh, the halls are crowded. People are trying to squeeze past each other in the hall. They're... So I, I take a step back up to like the back, the, the side of the hallway, yeah. like by the door jam and kind of like my shoulders go up and my head goes down a little Some, bit. Two people go by carrying a chest between them and they're maneuvering through the hallway. Others are carrying bags of what look like clothing. These people look like they've come from a distance. Uh, Tira, Tira, can you come out here, please? Sure. This has been a day of revelations for me. I'm coming, Bash. I'm, I'm going to get ready real quick. In um, I'm going to check this by you. In Sekhmet's head, the looking like Dimitri has a, has a tune to it. Now, something slightly nicer, like bling, ding, ding. No stairway. Yes. Stairway, stairway <laughs> not. So uh, Dimitri has a look to him mm-hmm. and like a, a, a sound too. 
And so Sekhmet is going to try to do something he has not really done before, which is to try to do it on purpose, to not just make himself look away by dressing away, but to actually appear a different way. Hmm. And he's going to take a, a stab at that. Okay. Uh, there is a rustle in your room, and suddenly you feel your features lengthening, changing, broadening. Before you know it, you look like Dimitri. Okay. Now, I heard the rustle in the room. Oh, yeah. Did I see anything along with that? Is there anything that... It made... seemed to come from you. Oh, okay. But there was not... But He's used to, at this point, falling on his face and crying and grabbing his legs. <laughs> yeah, no. Or, no, or giant helicats. None and so that. that's... <laughs> he's, just, he's on the lookout for it. That worked. All right. So Segment's going to walk out, but he looks Dimitri'd. Oh, you did change. Are you ready to go now? Well, I figured if we were going to be with important people, I should look like an important person. Yeah, good thinking. From Thump, you catch a faint whiff of skunk. Yes, I know. I don't like the way it looks either. I appreciate that I should... That flat face. Mm. Yeah, I understand. Heard. (laughs) Smelled. (laughs) Yes. Message received. Yeah. And from outside, you hear Bash's tremulous voice. Uh, Can you please come out here now? (laughs) (laughs) We're we're coming. Come on. Well, it looks like we're being called. It's time time to to hobnob with some big wigs. (laughs) Boy. When the door opens, Tira, Sekhmet, or Dimitri, and Thump step out. People make a berth when they see Thump lower his head through the doorway and then stand up in the hallway. And so it's easy for you to move through the hall. The servant leads you to the great hall. Everybody, (laughs) (laughs) And again, there are lots of people here. In fact, as you enter the great hall, uh, Sven, standing behind the throne, says, Chieftain Viscarl welcomes Hrauster, Chieftain of Bjarthjör. And with that, a man... Not much taller than you, Tira, but every bit is broad, although not quite as broad now. (laughs) (laughs) Comes swaggering into the hall. Uh, He has a few attendants behind him. They're all very tall and very... They have that air of deadly warrior about them. But he walks down the hall with his hand outstretched and a big toothy grin. And he reaches for the chieftain and does the arm clasp. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is good to see you well. And his voice reverberates throughout the chamber. He turns around and he stands side by side. He folds his arms and he puffs up uh, his chest. It's tax exemption. <laughs> he says, this is a gathering. And that's what you enter the hall to. Oh boy. Does he look dwarvish or he just, he's just short and stocky? He, it's hard to tell. Mm. He, he appears to be a, a stocky human. Okay. Family secret. Probably a couple <laughs> generations ago. <laughs> <laughs> His father was a lonely miner. (laughs) (laughs) Miner, not miner. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is again. Throughout the day, two other chieftains arrive. First, there is Skapa. He seems a little more slight and a little more reserved. He's more of one of those watchers. Uh, He does not seem to mingle well. He's busy watching, and he stays towards the sides of the room. Not long after him, Nal enters. And he is just about as jovial in nature as Rouster. And boy, they, they, you can tell where they are in the room because they are just backslapping and 
guffawing. And if there is a beating heart to this party, it's going to be those two. It's Fever Fuse brother. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask, now that the chieftain is back to himself, what is he like? He is reserved and sitting in his high chair. He is jovial. Uh, he seems to be a bit, not that you know his character very much, but he seems to be careful with himself. You, you notice that he's not making much movement out of the chair. And that seems to make sense uh, because he, you don't know how long he has been chair bound. But mm. um, you sense perhaps that maybe there's some strength that has left him that he will need to regain. And that he doesn't want to make public knowledge. That's the sense that you're getting. Gotcha. Narl Viscarl. Nal, N-A-L. Okay, N-A-L, not Nal. Viscarl. Right, I've V-I-S-S-K-A-R-L. Okay. No, scapula. <laughs> was Scapa. Scapa. Rouster. Rouster. He's, Rouster and Nal are basically cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then in the late afternoon, Sven enters the hall. It's been a day of, I mean, there are, there are drinks passed everywhere. There's food, again, just laid out. Uh, somewhere in the background, Hild is there. She's strumming a lyre, but basically staying back from everything. And then at about three in the afternoon, white light is pouring through the windows of, of the hall. And Sven steps up and he says, Chieftain Viscal welcomes Ulf Heder, Chieftain of Lengestather. As Ulf Heder enters the hall, behind him are two servants or attendants, and they are carrying between them an ornately carved dark wood box. It appears to be about three feet by two feet. It has brass fittings on it, and the wood itself has been carved into some of those intricate patterns that you have seen throughout this building, the, the knotwork designs. Is there a, a discernible difference in the way that the servants of the different chieftains are dressed on where they're from? Can you, kind of, for instance, if I saw um, like Nall's people, would I know that he was? They were with Nall for the most part. Yeah, there, there are some distinguishing features, and I'll let you imagine what those are. It's not quite kilts and tartans and that sort of thing, but it's the the principle is the same. Whether it's the style of the clothing or maybe tattoos or markings of some kind, some co some color choices. You can definitely tell whose men are whose. Okay. Yeah. While you're there observing, uh, suddenly you're almost bowled over by hands across your back as Hrouster comes up behind you and he's <laughs> basically yelling in your ear. <laughs> uh, I bet that guy. Walmer Bash is trying to wilt into the floor. <laughs> he's like spitting and everything. Yeah. He's like, dude. Yeah. In the absence of Viscarl serving as the host, he is moving about the room. He is every inch the social butterfly. And then the tables are moved from the walls into their positions. And with that, servants begin bearing in platters. Are there dogs kind of running around? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I thought. And people begin settling in at the tables. Please don't tell me there's a, uh, a vat of water that people are uh, <laughs> blowing, their noses <laughs> blowing their noses into and washing their faces yeah, and hands. No, not yet. Okay. And, and then swishing with. <laughs> yeah. that's, my, that's one of my favorites. I love that. <laughs> Throughout the feast, you have people circulating. Uh, you have been pointed out, and you see all sorts of eyes and fingers pointing your direction. People are coming by. Yeah, Wamberbash doesn't care. He's well about the food. But people are coming by. They are talking to you. They want to meet the shapers of the fate tree. The, the, the pile of turkey femurs 
<laughs> yes. That are on his plate could be made into like a small cabin. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, I'm tearing into the food. I'm yeah. not even paying attention. I'm my, my attention is completely on the food. Tyr is soaking up the atmosphere, enjoying the the festive atmosphere. It's it's it doesn't for once things don't feel clearly foreboding. For once, uh, she's feeling a little bit even more assured that she's able to handle anything that's going to happen. And so she is enjoying, um, just for a moment, letting herself enjoy a little bit of the notoriety. It feels odd. Mm-hmm. Almost like you're forgetting something. Yeah. As the ambiance of the room and the obvious good nature of the people around you, all the well wishes, all of that, it begins to sink in that maybe you have found a place of haven. Uh, Dimitri is going to be speaking to a lot of the a lot of the um, the people who were the servants, not the chieftains, but the people who came with them, kind of eyeballing the people who seem to be higher up on the um, on the um, totem pole, well, like lower on the totem pole, the more important people, but not the chieftains, and kind of asking them about their travels and, and the different things that they saw coming over, and so he's functionally pumping them for information as far as anything that he that he can find out about what's going on in their communities. Okay, what I'm going to do is grant you a plus two to any perception checks or insight checks that you are going to make during this feast. Okay. As a result of that, so that's well done. Anything else that you want to do? At a point in the feast, it's now probably close to four or five in the afternoon, there is suddenly silence as Viscarl has stood. And once it's obvious that the people in the hall have turn their attention to him. He gestures silently without a word over to Hild, who steps forward, and in a clear voice, she says, Once long ago, there was a city high in the mountains, a place of light and learning, a place of knowledge and discovery. We know not who this people was, only that they stored their wisdom in great and hidden halls of lore. It is rumored that great wealth lies there too, But although the tales grow, none have looked upon it to make sure. Our tales say that this high city was a beacon to the world, but then came the sundering when the world broke and the people disappeared. In these lesser days, we have only the slimmest ideas of where the city lies. The way there is lost, the paths fog-shrouded. Still others tell of a dark form wreathed in mist that has settled there, and it sleeps in watchful silence. But how any know this is a mystery. She turns to face the four of you. You, great ones, have made the haft of a mighty artifact, one that our songs have long told will serve to unite all of Rindis. And with that, Viscarl reaches to the side of his chair, and he takes the haft and he holds it straight up over his head, Bones crack. And and there is a murmur throughout the hall as people are seeing the haft for the first time. The unbending ash, living and green, has formed its length. It has grown in the hall of Viscarl, chieftain of Hartunstather. From Lengestather has come Ulfheder, kindred chieftain and shield brother of Viscarl, to bring its mate, a spear blade made of star metal melted in the hottest fires. None but his forges could burn so brightly. From there it was shaped by the hands of Smither, workman of the house of Skappa, chieftain in his hall of Blarhalla. 
The lightness of the point and the beauty of its design may amaze the eye, but it is deadly nonetheless. To bind the two together is the sinew taken from Blothturn, the horrid boar that roamed the high spine. To whom else could this beast have fallen than the strength of arm of Frauster, chieftain of Bjarthjor, and Nol, chieftain of Svalgir? And with that, I mean, there's like a cheer from that corner of the room. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, oh, that, oh. The two oh. men are yeah, bashing each other around. <laughs> Do the chest bump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even as the parts have all been made by the different chieftains, so the finished spear will signify the union of the tribes and a singleness of purpose. And with that, she turns to you again. Will you step forward? Will you be the first man? <laughs> Tira steps forward. Uh, let's stay next to her. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. uh, Bash gets up and kind of like stumbles over <laughs> yeah. to her side. Thump is right behind you. It just crumbs and like <laughs> oils kind of in my beard. Oh, yeah, hang on. <laughs> Fall off his shirt. Sorry, sorry, I mean, the front of his shirt looks. It looks like it's a completely different color. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost see through. <laughs> 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 Standing next to her, yeah. Demetria wants to stand a little bit kind of a taller uh, taller than her. That's a lot harder to do. Yeah. Not of course, hard. he's dwarfed by thumb, but whatever. Yeah. Right. We're going to pause here. Oof. We're going to end this episode at this point. Next time, you're going to be called upon to join these elements of the spear. And I want you to just kind of think through how that's going to happen. Okay. You have a spearhead, you have a haft, and then you have the sinew that's going to basically bind them together. But, you know, just kind of add any little, be ready to add any little details you want to add. And we need to think of a blessing. Yeah. Or do you have the blessing already nope. written? Nope. Okay, because it needs to be blessed. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Bless you. Yeah. With that, we're going to go ahead and assign you some experience points. You have met four other chieftains. Mm. So that's 20 each. <laughs> going to be 15 points. I'm going to say my favorite is Scapa. Frank Scapa. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love Frank Barone? You said 15 points? Yes. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked the interchange between Sekhmet or Dimitri and Tira. Mm-hmm. I I'm think gonna... he was Sekhmet at the time. He was. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you three experience points for that. And uh, Jeremy, why don't you throw an inspiration on there? I liked your... Yeah, I, I like that he He's threw already got in... one. I have one. Okay, we'll convert that into five experience points. Okay. We've done that before. I have been saving that one. You can you can save them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you use yeah, them. Well, I, 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 no, I haven't had a chance to use it yet. Yeah, I like that he threw in the thing about you asked if I was with you guys, yeah, so then true. I think you needed to tell me what's going on here. Yeah, take another two for that. She finished her book. She did. tired <laughs> of the book. Yeah. The book that it was I'm it was tired. silly, but it was funny. But she the was book is done. She yeah. had too much to do. This yeah. is a, a an albatross from around her neck. Yeah. <laughs> Take two for that. I know you got the benefit of the strength, yeah. which is going to be interesting to see in action. But oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, good job with that. Never played with this artifact before or anything. There's one for each of the characteristics, strength, dexterity, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, yeah, that's a fun way Why to figure it yeah. out. So, yeah. I've, I'm glad we had fun with it. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, the titles uh, were always funny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there you go. I think I'd ever finish that thing. So a lot of a lot of the stuff that we did in this one, I'm... Um, I know this is vaguely retroactive, but I'm really glad that we have um, the, the the chieftain here kind of woken up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm just glad that we were able to move with that because it was mm-hmm. it was it was rough because the chieftain was all like, Aah. yeah. 
And that just felt and terrible. It did feel terrible. And it the was hospitality all of your hall has been diminished. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did start to wonder. Well, I mean, I had a quick moment when we very first had him introduced. I thought, is Finn a bad guy? Like, mm-hmm. is he draining him somehow? Because he's always standing behind the throne. But that's clearly not Speaking what Speaking for him and everything. Right, right. Anyway, uh, Bash just ate and slept. Yeah, I didn't Sorry. do anything. Nope. Yep. Sorry. All right. So let's get a recap. Let me see. So let's, all right. So, woo! Tira is now 64 points into level 15. Zip zap. Walmer Bash is 66 points into level 15. I'm catching up to you. Segment is 98 points oh, into level Come on, you couldn't get it. Laura, let, let me think again here. Let me yeah, see. Hang on. What's uh, What do we got um, here? I like that he's playing his character. So the moment he knew that he was going to be in a crowd of folks and there was oh, going to be people yeah. of importance, Tim slipped back into his politicking and everything else. Yeah, yeah, I, li- yeah. I like that. There's and, that. and he did his first time of trying to do it on purposeful. purpose, yeah. thinking yeah, yeah. about the music and doing it on purpose. I think purpose. that's worth two points. Take one. Oh, you <laughs> meanie. Come on. <laughs> Make it two. Yes. All right. Yay. Go ahead. Yeah, so so that means Sekhmet is now... Zero points into level fourteen. Yep. Yep. All right. So at the beginning of next time, we will record your level up episode. Give you a chance to look at what you want. Yeah. Yep. Well, Do we all have ability score uh, improvements at the same time? Like, is it always at I, I don't, um, fourth I, I, and? It may 11th. vary from class to oh, class. Okay, okay. I don't. I have not looked at it. Then, I think generally it tries to align, but that's not always. Was it four seven four seven something eleven? Yeah. Yeah. Mine's four eight twelve. And 16. Yeah. The fighter actually, I think, has more. Oh, okay. Uh, let me just check. I'd be curious to see what Sekhmet chooses to do, or if he has anything he's going to be He's got a couple of things. Nice. Yeah. I get a spell and I get some other things. Yeah, so the fighter is 4, 6, 8, wow. 12, okay. 14, 16, wow. and 19. Wow. And you said 14? Yeah. Okay, so you're getting, you're getting ability score improvements, too. Well, that's for the fighter. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, well, I he's, get, he's I the get, rogue. No, I get lots yeah. of things. The rogue probably gets it at like one, three, five, seven, eight, nine, eleven, thirteen, and sixteen. <laughs> like there are things. There are <laughs> things I do get, but, but it's not. It's not like everything. The rogue is four, eight, ten, twelve, sixteen, and nineteen. Yeah. Okay, so he has an extra one that I don't have. Yeah. So it, it varies from class to class. Yeah. At fourteenth. I add another D6. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, to your sneak attack. To damage. your toothpick. That's dope. Oh, no, no, no. This is the same. This is, no, it doesn't, it doesn't change. But I do get blind sense, which is fun. Yeah, because you had just gotten an extra Right. I just got one of them. Yeah. yeah. But I do get blind sense, which means um, I can always hear. Um, um, if I am able to hear, then I can. It's the, functionally the same as seeing. If something is hidden or invisible within 10 feet, I can, I can <laughs> see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And Thump is 55 points oh. into level 16. Oof. So we're making progress. Yeah. We are seeing things happen and things in Rendis are moving. And we will see you here again at our table next time, right here at Stack O Dice. I will say, man, I am the uh, highest level I have ever been, and it's been that way for a while. She certainly has been grateful for the magic on the team. Mm -hmm.
because it does what she can't, but I don't think she, I think she's happy with her part in it and wouldn't want to. Yeah. And that's Tira, not me. I was, you guys, I think he's, are you smiling at me? Because I've no. always been like, I can't do anything. Let's just whack with her ex. <laughs> no, that's your, just your me. Your eyes are really pretty today. Aww. Aww. <laughs> did, you, did you read my sermon? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, honey. Um, They're all right. Trash a DM move. <laughs> no, wait a minute. What is, what's going on here? <laughs> a little collusion. Yeah, yeah exactly. 